Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is show number 32 and I'm Aid, uh, your host every week uh, along with my buddy Graham. Graham, how are you mate? I'm not too bad. I've got a bit of the post-Christmas lurgy. Um, everybody in my household was ill over Christmas and I managed to dodge that bullet uh, right up until I was exiting the holidays and then copped it in the back of the head so i'm a little bit croaky tonight so apologies to listeners if my um, tones were a little bit more squawky and husky than usual but uh, i'm sure you'll get over it well you know uh if you set everybody all a quiver with your, your sexy raspy voice then um we may have to finish the episode early to be honest i think it just sounds more like my voice is breaking <laughs> than anything else every night ah! <laughs> little squeaks okay like having a little mouse friend on the show all right yeah. okay well i tell you what yeah new year if it affects us all we did the sunnies last week which i thoroughly enjoyed recording that and thank you to everybody who's pitched up on all the interwebs saying that they enjoyed it too uh it was a hell of a lot of fun and that extra music you found was just golden it was i it sounds terribly um i don't know what the word is but i found that music hunting around and then just sent you a couple of links saying oh i found you might be able to use these in some way shape or form and then listening to the way that you used it in the show was hugely entertaining <laughs> it just made me laugh every time um and yes thank you very much to everybody who's listened and commented um, there's been some good feedback on the instagram post uh about pinhole gate um in particular that, that <laughs> people, to make sure everybody knows that was you that said that pinhole was a lomography ploy normally that was definitely come out of your mouth uh, <laughs> yeah it was me that's all right i can own that i can own that <laughs> <laughs> it's all be good. it's all good it's all good anyway anyway so new year yeah wow um i don't know about you but i well what do i get i sometimes i feel like i need to to have uh, yeah to, to to declutter a new year to to clear out cupboards of clothes i didn't wear in 2016 and and stuff like that and this year i got it a bit on the cameras as well you know i know i've said several times over the last few weeks that you were a bad influence on me in 2016 you know i i mean it in the nicest possible way you know that but yeah it, it does occur to me that my camera drawers are now you know a full to bursting and there might be some that uh probably i haven't used in a very long time so in in no particular order i have a nikon digital slr kit uh, a D80, couple of lenses, a uh, couple of speed lights, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to get rid of. I haven't used it in such a long time. Uh, I have my little Fuji X20, uh, lovely little camera, uh, but again, I just don't use it. Now I bought that uh, waterproof Olympus Tough last summer. Um, I, I haven't used the, the Fuji X20 at all, and. Uh, <sighs> I don't know about this one. The third camera on my list that I am tempted to lose is the Fujifilm Instax Mini 90 Neo Classic or whatever way round those words are supposed to be. You you can't get rid of the Instax, eh? You can't do that. You're Mr. Instax. I am Mr. Instax, but that camera is shit. <laughs> Well, that goes on potential sponsorship with Fuji for another year. And you were doing so well with them. With that, with that monochrome stuff came out, you were buddying up with them, and now you've shot him right in the face. So the um, monochrome stuff is good. I, the, the, I like the film. And I'm not saying I don't want to shoot Instax and I don't want to shoot instant films. Uh, film. I would love to. I think I'm going to have to try something different now. Because I've tried, I've really tried to like that camera. 
uh, and I just can't get on with it. It does just something unpredictably different every time I pick it up and take a shot. And uh, almost all the photos I take of it with it um, are, are ones that I wish had come out slightly different. And I mean, I've yeah. shared as I've shared many, so yeah, I'm not you know uh, people can see. Especially when we did the the uh, we we reclaimed the selfie, didn't we? And uh, uh, I I did that on Instax. Uh, but I, d- I don't know. I'm I'm undecided. That what I'd like to do is to swap it for a better Instax camera. Sure, um, sure. Do you know what that better Instax camera is? I mean, I know we talked in the past about the Mint camera, um, but that's quite an expensive piece of case. Actually, how much is the Mint camera? Do you know off the top of your head? It's a million dollars. Wow. That's, I'll be honest, that's more than I thought it was going to be, but I can see that. That's <laughs> prohibitively expensive. It, uh, it is because I don't actually have a million dollars, sadly. And if I did, I probably wouldn't spend it on an Instax camera. I might. <laughs> It is it is a bit prohibitively expensive, although it, it, it sounds like lots of fun. I've never had um, a TLR. I have the waist level finder for my Bronica, but I've never had a, an actual TLR. I know you love your Yashica, don't you? I do like my Yashica. Would you, is it something you would like to shoot with? Yeah. I'm just very quickly so. going to look at how much the Mint camera is because I feel bad about the fact that we've just claimed it's a million pounds. Um, well, yeah, it's... Um, uh, is, is it, I think I would like to try it, actually. I think it would add to the fun and the silliness of Instax. Um, okay. Um, so from that point Mint of view... The Mint camera is... I'm just looking at a couple of things here. It looks to be about £264. So it's a little bit more expensive than the like a softort it's a lot it's more, more expensive. expensive than a Leica. <laughs> well it's more expensive than the softort let's not let's not be crazy here um and it's quite a lot more expensive than the um lomo instant um but you know it's not uh i mean it does seem to be i think if you want something that's really going to give you some choices or some more control particularly with things like focusing and stuff like that that seems like the one option because um, I think if you go with the software, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, the, the one I'm trying to escape from. It's exactly. I think if you go with the Lomo, you're going to get something a bit different, but I don't know whether it's the kind of different that you want. They've got a couple um, as well now, haven't they? And um, but yeah, I'm not sure. There's a little bit of flexibility on it, but I'm not entirely sure about the Lomo one i've 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 been disappointed in the past buying lamography cameras mm. they, they can certainly produce nice results um judy boyle on our instagram feed has been showing a lot of pictures from hers lately and some you know really nice stuff but it's you know like I said, you, you can you've got a pretty good idea of what that stuff's going to be like it's a bit like what you've already got with a bit more lamography thrown on top of it um and that's that's not that's a bad thing but i just don't think that's necessarily what you're looking for so no yeah okay so mm, yeah by the time you sold look at it this way by the time you sold all those other bits and pieces that's going to get you a chunk of the way towards buying one that's true that's true although i had kind of earmarked some of that money for a wide angle lens for my nikons my my film nikons but we'll see we'll we'll see anyway this wasn't supposed to be about me bitching and moaning about the luxury of having way too many cameras um it was just it was more of a philosophical point you know it's a new year you know clean house and all of that and uh 
and see where we get to uh and for the you know so far for this year i've been running around with my nikon slrs and loving it uh shot the cine still 800t over christmas uh as, as promised and actually uh got the roll back the other day and it's it's not bad it's a little bit blue on for the outdoor <laughs> shots as, as you might well, expect as but not, one would expect but yeah. not irrecoverably blue and you know it's um it's you know certainly don't feel that it's uh um, it, it's lost too much. Um, the, interestingly, the one bit that it didn't come out so well on was when I was indoors, so you'd think it'd be okay, but I was using the LumCube lights, uh, which are, I forget what Kelvin they are, but they are daylight balanced lights, and that, that made uh, made the Christmas tree look blue. Uh, it made, it, but but actually quite like the, the Cine Still 800T. It's nice to shoot an 800 speed film actually and i know you can shoot 400 speed films and push them and stuff like that but it was nice to shoot uh, shoot it and um and the results that came out all right so anyway so if anybody uh, fancies uh, an eight-year-old nikon dslr kit the d80 plus kit lenses and speed lights uh, or a fuji x20 or indeed a instax mini 90 um uh ping me on twitter at sunny 16 podcast and we can do a deal before they go in the ebay box i can't believe that this podcast has just basically turned into an online uh, audio version of craigslist now somebody gets me aid in a dodgy car park somewhere so no 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 it's not that uh because right now we are going to talk about photography We're in the new year now, and what we left 2016 with was the bright new hope of our projects that you and I are doing, Aid. And at this point, it's the 8th of January. So we've been at it for officially in project territory for a little over two weeks now. And I would really love to know, have you made a start on yours yet? I have. Uh, I have <laughs> no idea... I know, yeah, I have made a start, a genuine start. I have conducted the first photo shoot of my project. Um, it was a surprise. I, I'm really that, surprised. You're, <laughs> we're both surprised. You're surprised. You should, you should, you, you should think about how my subject felt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listeners to our gloriously entertaining podcast uh, might remember a few weeks ago when we had a guest called rob hawthorne uh, otherwise known as rob shoots film on instagram and i met up with rob for a pint last week and uh which he works in london i work in london and so after work it do you know what? it did feel um a little bit odd because this is you know having had the the holiday t- period and and the the usual run of the excesses over the holiday period you know you go back to work and you think oh well I won't drink too much for a week or two or some people do a dry January and stuff like that so on my second day back at work I went to the pub <laughs> <laughs> start as you mean to go on mate you know I have to suffer for my art I really suffer for my art I had to go to the pub I had to drink beer and then I had to go out in a back street with a bloke with a beard that I'd never met before and take his photograph <laughs> a bloke with a beard is that how you just described him 
Let's really, how, what would you say about Rob? Uh, bloke being <laughs> the end, I hope. Uh, well, it's not good. the end. No, we had a great time. So it was good to catch up. I mean, because I'd never met him in person. I mean, he's been on the show and what have you. But as with a lot of these relationships we have, uh, yeah, we hadn't met in, in person. So that was good. We, uh, yeah, uh, we had a couple of pints and joined uh, the conversation. He very kindly uh, agreed to be the subject for my project. And uh, I thought this is great because I deliberately, I mean, I take a camera with me in every day, but I deliver, deliberately taken with me that day the setup that I thought I was going to use for the project on the off chance that Rob might be happy to do that. Uh, and so I had a 35mm uh, SLR loaded with Tri-X. I had a, a two LED lights with me. Uh, one of the, one being the little loom cube for uh, an accent light, and one being one with a slightly bigger face, uh, which is a, a Manfrotto LED light. I have has a has a face about the size of a seven by five print or something like that. Uh, maybe even a six by four print. But all of this fit nicely in, in in my little camera day bag that I take around with me every day. And uh, so yeah, after we'd, uh, after I'd uh, loosened him up a little bit with some ale. Uh, we went into the street behind the pub, um, which is actually on the Monopoly board for the uh, well on the on the British uh, Monopoly board. It's called Vine Street, but really these days it's uh, not as important as it used to be, and it's a pretty you know uh, it's just a little back street in the city of London. And set up the lights uh, and took a few shots, uh, and he was great. Uh, he um, he was very uh, willing to, to pose, uh, did as he was told, which is always a good thing for any subject of a photograph. So thank you very much, Rob. And, uh, yeah, I am awaiting the film to come back uh, to see what the results were. That's fantastic. I am so excited to hear that you've got cracking up so soon. Um, kudos to you for taking all the stuff with you and being ready to seize the moment. Had you mentioned to Rob about the fact you might do it before you met up or did you just kind of Jerry Springer it on him when you were there? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... Um... I don't think he. Knew, I don't think he knew. I, I brought it up, you know, uh, in the conversation over a bit, uh, and he said, "Yeah, yeah." But I think he was surprised uh, because I don't think he'd meant thought that I meant it that uh, that point. right now. Right now, well, the thing is, you see, because Rob is it, Rob doesn't use uh, a lot of lighting in his film photography. I mean, he's a professional mm -hmm. videographer, and of course, he uses lighting all the time for that. But uh, he doesn't use it so much in his photography. And, of course, at six o'clock in the evening in London at the moment, it's pitch dark. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he was like, so I said, come on, then. We've had, a, we've had a couple of drinks. Let's go outside and take some photos. She's like, oh, what now? OK. <laughs> Did you just assume that you were pissed by that point? No, oh, he's had one. Well, no, because I, I, I commute, but I have to drive uh, home from the railway station. So um, although I commute on the train, I have to stay sober. So, um, but the uh, I just think he was a bit. He just caught on the hop a little bit, but he was very gracious about it. And thank you ever so much, Rob. Uh, we had a great time, and um, uh, we'll see. Uh, I will report back as soon as I get that film back, and uh, and as soon as uh, yeah, Rob's had a look at it. <laughs> so um how many pictures did you take did you shoot the whole roll uh i didn't know um we were uh we weren't tight for time as such uh but what we did is we did uh two locations actually so one was in just in the street behind the pub so that's going to be a sort of urban environment 
where there's a few lights you know from buildings or cars or whatever and and that would form some of the background to to shooting rob himself and then we went just down the road a bit uh to there's a place where the old london wall uh is sort of melded into some buildings and we went and uh, used the the old london wall when i say old i mean this is a wall that's about five feet thick and was part of the old uh city of london wall like hundreds and hundreds of years ago uh so uh that formed a nice sort of you know sort of rubbly wall kind of backdrop uh and at that point i lit him with the the main light and i lit the wall with the little loom cube to try and bring some so hopefully there's some texture in in that um mm-hmm. and we'll see see what happened yeah it was it was uh uh yeah we'll see what we got really um and how did you find this first experience it was. I think it. I, I. I think I was lucky that I'd chosen somebody that I'd spoken to in the past, because you know, though I hadn't met him, so in in a sense, it was it was fitting the brief of the project, uh, but also because I'd talked to him, because he knew all about it. It was it was pretty uh, straightforward. I was actually. It was actually a load of fun. Um, and I wasn't as nervous as I thought I, I might be. I mean, possibly with somebody that I genuinely don't know, um, that might. Uh, that might be a little bit more difficult. So I've actually since sent, you know, uh, swapped a couple of emails with Rob and said, you know, uh, as as we look for the the next subject, um, it'd be great maybe if we had a, a Skype call before we met them or something. Because it occurred to me that um, if a genuine stranger had been asked to go out in a dark London street to have their photo taken, <laughs> they might be a little yeah. bit nervous about that. Yeah. Yes. That. That might cause you some problems, especially if it was a female. Um, the, the, for some reason, a little bit wary about going into back alleys with strange men. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, uh, I think there's good. I think although these people I will be meeting for the first time, I think it's probably best that we at least try and have a bit of a conversation before we do that. So that yeah. So so I'm learning. I think I'm sort of refining the project brief as I go. Yeah, I'm. I'm I have to. I, I think in some ways I would be the the fact that you're taking a picture of someone who is not only a photographer themselves but a portrait photographer i think that would probably have paralyzed me with fear i'd have just been going uh, yeah, you, you do it robert it's fine i, I just uh, so, you you said like, i would have been very nervous about it myself i'm i'm impressed that you weren't well uh yeah if you add on to that of course the fact that i was lighting him using led lights which he uses professionally every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i you know but he he was great i mean he it was just fun and relaxed and uh you know if i did anything wrong uh or, or suboptimal he was gracious enough not to give me any inkling that he thought i was a complete numpty so <laughs> yeah i mean have you seen the stuff he's been posting about you since then on instagram because it's been nothing but a slag fest since then oh, the i'm just dreading saying. what he's put on facebook actually because he knows that neither of us do facebook <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the sickest burns are on Facebook. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. The, the the proof of it is in the results, isn't it? So, no, I mean, I uh, I mean, you asked a question, actually, and I didn't answer it. Um, uh, did I shoot a whole roll? No, we shot, shot about half a roll. We didn't have a huge amount of time. Uh, some yeah. of them, I'm pretty sure, are not going to come out because um, cause I was shooting with uh, LEDs, with, with 
constant lights um i was shooting in aperture priority i was letting it because it yeah, letting the camera handle the exposure because you move you know a foot in one direction and a foot in another direction you can win or lose a lot of extra light you know um what do they call it the inverse square law and all of that so um and there was a couple where there was definitely a very long shutter like half a second i was like okay right well you better move about a foot closer to the light then <laughs> so so but we'll, we'll see what happens and uh oh. you know as a first as a first go at this project it was huge fun and uh you know hopefully uh there'll be a couple of good shots that come out from it now that's that's really awesome um what a great start uh and has rob given you your next person to um pursue oh no this was only i mean with this only happened were we now sunday night and this was wednesday so no we um he's, he's gonna think on that he did have though an idea that i should focus on taking the photographs of photographers uh-huh uh which uh i'd be very happy to do i hadn't thought of it as having a theme to the subject so i thought you know the whole point is yeah just the whole point about the who i take a photo of is that, that i don't know them so that i thought i i had a concept i have a project concept uh but i, I hadn't thought that i might uh seek to uh theme the people that i shoot if that makes any That's sense okay. i mean you, you've already mentioned that um you don't live too far away from um, Cole Miller, so another photographer you could grab. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I've got a, a, a list of a few people I'm going to be uh, calling or, or emailing or whatever in the next short while, and uh, hopefully get the next one. So yeah, I'm I'm out of the traps, off to a good start. Hopefully, well, <laughs> wait for the results, but I'm off to a start. And um, how about you? Have you got a a project update report for us? Surprisingly, I actually have. Yeah, um, surprise me again. <laughs> Not something to report, but I have. Um, it's a lot of surprise on this show tonight. It's always surprising when you or I actually do a thing. We say that we're going <laughs> to. That, mm-hmm. that always surprises the listeners, and it always surprises me. Um, I got that first roll of film from the Zenit developed, um, so that's been good. I got that developed and scanned in. So that was the uh, basically the, my minus one test roll. Um, just to see, try out a couple of lenses, try out the film, see how it all worked. Um, I used two lenses with that. The first one was a Yashica uh, 50mm 1.8, which I'd lens hacked, by which I mean I just completely removed one or possibly two of the elements. I can't remember. <laughs> um, and then after that, I shot with a Sun 28mm lens, which I think... I'd also removed the back elements from that, I think. Pretty sure. Um, and, yeah, it was interesting. And it's kind of... The results have made me think a lot about what I want the output to be like. Um, because the... In some ways, the pictures from the Yashica lens may be more accurately represent how i'm seeing things um they are (laughs) just a real blur um (laughs) but that said the lens isn't it's just a blurry picture um and it has not hasn't got any really personality to it at all it's a bit flat um the 28 millimeter lens which is the lens I used earlier in the year on my um, Fuji, and um, it's certainly got more personality. I, it, the, the pictures look more interesting out of it. 
I mean, the pictures that I've shot with this first roll are all pretty boring things. It really was just to test it out in this garden where I was working. Um, but I, yeah, the pictures with the, the 28 millimeter lens I like more, but they are <laughs> too sharp um, in some ways. <laughs> for they they kind of got this reasonably well defined center relatively speaking and then the blur goes out from there um and i'm actually now trying a third lens so at christmas i went up to see my mum and she had been given uh, a couple of cameras one of which is a fujika st605n now i already have a fujika st605 which is what i was going to use um this one that my mum has got is a a slightly newer version i mean i don't know what the difference between the n and the not n is i think you can see the shutter speeds when you look through the viewfinder and that's about it but it does also have a working light meter which mine doesn't oh, and that might be helpful yeah absolutely and also the shutter felt just a little bit nice on it so i'm using that camera and another thing she got with this is a 35 millimeter um helios lens i think it's a 2.8 helios lens so some good russian glass and i'm trying that at the moment and um obviously because i like vandalizing lenses i had to vandalize this one before it went onto the camera so what i've done with this one um i haven't removed the lens completely because i i did try taking the rear element out and that just turned the lens into just a nothing it wasn't gonna <laughs> no good whatsoever so i've instead flipped the rear element around and put it back in again and i'm still on the first roll of film um so i don't know how that's worked i did after the fact try all three lenses just on my um digital camera with the adapter just to see actually how does this benchmark with the other ones and um just looking at the digital pictures i could see that yeah the 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 50 millimeter 1.8 wasn't great for what i wanted I liked the 28 millimeter more. This 35 millimeter one looked like it might be the best of the three. Um, so we'll we'll wait and see with that. Um, I have also created the Instagram account, as I said I would. Um, whilst it is really tempting to at no point admit to what that Instagram account is, I feel like if you, I if you I don't, will. I will. So it's... yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> that Instagram account is. <laughs> myopic underscore me um so that's m-y-o-p-i-c underscore m-e um and i have shoved up about uh six seven photos up there so far from the first roll of film from these two lenses um and i'd actually i'd, I'd appreciate your opinion on this um i don't know whether you've got the pictures in front of you i do yeah so the most recent two pictures are the ones that were taken with the 28 millimeter lens and the ones before were taken with the uh 50 millimeter lens and i think you can see quite distinctly the different effect that that's having on the images um and i'm i'm kind of torn between whether i want to try and share pictures which really portray things exactly as i'm how i'm seeing them even if that isn't necessarily very aesthetically interesting or whether I go with things because obviously part of it is the process. I am shooting these without my glasses. So that side of things is going to be the same, whatever the lens is. Um, but from these early pictures with the 28 millimeter lens, it's, I think the pictures look nicer and more interesting coming out of it because there is 
there's more to it. Um, but I don't, I don't know whether that's, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? So it, it, it's, uh, I mean, there is definitely something better, nicer, aesthetically more vibrant, whatever you want to call it, uh, of the uh, the two shots that have been uh, shot with that Sun uh, 28mm lens. It'd be interesting to see what the, the, the 35mm uh, Helios comes out with as well. But the, the yeah, and the Yashica ones are, are a bit are a bit flat. They seem to have lost... Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not an expert on color and contrast and stuff like that, but they see, they seem to have lost a little bit in the way of contrast, maybe, uh, and are coming out quite flat because of that. Uh, the um, uh, the 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 two that are shot with the the 28 mil actually are um, are are better. They're more aesthetic. There's more to them. There's more bite to them. I think maybe is the way to say it. Um, but having said that, um, it depends on whether it actually reflects what you are trying to achieve with the pro with the project. Because you've got uh, it. It is. Uh, they are. Yeah, there is a sharper area in the centre. I'm not sure that I would call it sharp. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but it, I mean, uh, but equally, I'm not inside your head, so I don't know how life really, how blurry life really is without your glasses on. I know if I take mine off, then uh, I can't see past the end of my own nose. I certainly couldn't function in in society. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're absolutely right. I mean, and that's why the pictures with the 50 millimeter lens are definitely closer. I mean, the they they do look more like the world as i see it um but do i at the end of the day the, the you know ideally i'd like to have some photos which i like looking at and maybe other people would like looking at too i think um and even if not creating something like, even if wanting to create something that reflects my worldview is the driving force behind it. If I'm in that process creating something which is yeah, unpleasant to look at, um, <laughs> I mean, and not that I think all work needs to be pleasant to look at, but if it's unpleasant to look at to the point where it's almost instantly disengaging, um, is that a detriment to uh, everything? Um, It'll certainly affect the resale value, won't it? Yeah. So I tell you what, I tell you what, I think I've got an answer to this because you know it's uh, all, all of these things, uh, you know, are designed. We're trying to generate art in a way, aren't we? Mm. I'm not saying it's the highest form of art ever for for either of us, but we are trying to creatively express ourselves and and make something that feels worthwhile, as well as you know exploring stuff. And so I would say, if it were me, I'd quite happily go with that slightly sharper 28 mil. I mean, as I'm looking at these photographs now, they're still pretty plenty blurry. And uh, yeah. you've also put up on your Instagram feed a link, uh, a smug mug link. So I'm actually right now looking at uh, uh, versions of these um, uh, versions of these photographs that fill my computer screen, which of course you can't actually do with uh instagram even on a computer screen so and actually yeah. i'm liking what i see with that sharper lens um so i would go with that if i were you and um you know it's it's uh it's an artistic decision yeah i i think so i mean obviously i'm, I'm going to wait and see what comes out from the 35 millimeter one um 
and then make my choice based on that. But if, if it's, yeah, I think that otherwise the 28 millimeter one will be the go-to. It's it's also been interesting looking at these first pictures and, and what I've taken picture of and then thinking about actually what I want to, some of the things I want to try and capture um, with this project because I, I would quite like to take some pictures indoors rather than just all outdoors and landscaping like oh well, how do the shapes and stuff like that come together i would also quite like to um shoot some stuff inside because it actually if i'm going to be somewhere without my glasses on it's probably going to be in the house you know when i you know wake up in the morning or something like that and in some ways it'd be quite nice to just document some things are surprisingly frustrating when you don't have the ability to see without glasses i mean i don't know whether you found this a but stupid things like when you're having a shower which one's shampoo and which one's conditioner because i'm if i know i, <laughs> I can't don't, read that i don't have enough hair to need conditioner mate it's pretty straightforward for me <laughs> oh i have to take very good care of my long flowing locks um and um and signs that's the other thing i years ago i was out in new zealand many many years ago and um, I got drunk and managed to lose a, a, a um, contact lens. Now, you might think, well, losing a contact lens, it's no big deal. Um, I lost the previous one whilst riding a horse in the outback of Australia, so I managed to do a real good job with these contact lenses. Um, <laughs> and obviously, because I'd gone to the other side of the world, I hadn't taken any spare contact lenses or indeed a pair of glasses. So I found myself in a situation, one, where I had to walk across the Tongariro crossing, which is a 19 kilometer hike across a volcano without the ability to see. Ooh, um, wow. yeah. And at that time, actually, I need to go and look back at these, but I took loads of photos with my little purple Samsung Fino camera because I thought, well, at least I'll be able to see what it looked like when I get the photos. Back. <laughs> so that really was the first expression of this um, project. But then I also found the day later I was in Wellington and I needed to get some contact lenses sorted and it really highlighted the other big problem that I have because I can make out the big picture shape of stuff. I can see cars and stuff like that. Can't read signs. No. Say, for, say for example, a sign saying opticians. <laughs> I was having to wander around um, the capital city of New Zealand, getting incredibly close to all the signs to look to see if it said optician. It was a wonderful Mr. Magoo moment. Um, and so yeah, I'd quite like to catch some images which just kind of indicate that yeah this can be a problem too <laughs> not being able to see where you're going and read road signs and just like the the everyday things that can throw a bit of a block up in your um progress um but yeah it's uh I, i'm enjoying doing it i've got the cameras just sitting in the van so i've always got it with me um i'm trying to avoid using it too much to take pictures in the garden because there's not really anything there that's relevant to what i'm doing in most of the gardens um but i said i'm halfway through my second roll of film uh i found it hard pulling um i think i pulled 11 photos out of that first roll of 24 shots which i realize is not the required number but this was just the test roll so i figured that would i could get away with that um but yeah, I think it's, it could be tough getting 14 photos a month up, but I will do it because I committed to doing it. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's it, it's, a, it's a good challenge then, isn't it? You know, if, if it's going to be hard, if it was easy, it wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't uh, be that, that that would miss the point somewhat, wouldn't it? And I will say that even 
Oh, sorry, was that some sort of coded message that I should let you off that a little bit? Sorry, did I miss that? (laughs) I know you're far too spiteful to do that. Um, I will say, even with this first test roll, um, and even with the 50mm lens, there are some pictures which I look and go, actually, I quite like that picture. I mean, you know, just in a very personal, okay, yeah, that has some merit, and I've not taken that picture before. Um, So, yeah, it's... Um, hopefully it's showing signs that it will do the, the task that I want it to do, which is help me to see things a bit differently um, and take shots where I previously would have missed them. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we will see. We will see. But I, I mean, I'm enjoying having that to get out and do, and that's kind of the one camera that I'm taking places with me at the moment. Well, that's half the battle in itself, isn't it? Uh, so that's good. Okay, do you know what... Uh... I think we should give a shout out to some of the guys that we know are joining us in this project. I think the first one is Bill, actually. Uh, Bill Owens, our beloved show note author. And he has a very interesting project uh, where he is uh, taking a recent photograph of his and then writing a, a short piece of fictional prose, you know, a uh, hundred words or so uh, about that, fo- or not about the photograph, because it's fiction and the photograph is real. Sorry, I should qu- qualify that. Uh, inspired by uh, a photograph. And uh, he's even set himself up a blog for this. And Graham, I think because it's only a hundred words, you said to me just before we started recording that you actually might like to read this out. So would you like to uh, describe the photograph and then uh, read what Bill has written inspired by it? I certainly will. You're going to just have to bear with me one brief moment. Whilst well, while I, you find your contact lenses. Whilst I quickly go to... I, okay. Um, so this photograph, this is one that Bill took uh, over the last month, I think. Um, and it's of his hometown, I think, in Syracuse. And it's the uh, ice rink there. And in the background, there's a Christmas tree. But in the foreground, uh, there's um, a man and a woman leaning against the post there. And just together, but not super close together. And I I want to read this because I really love how Bill has encapsulated that little moment. Um, apologies for the terrible reading made worse by my throat. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Cold tonight. The hint falls into the space between them, lands on the skate-scratched ice. I'm glad it isn't too crowded, because then you won't be distracted by all the other people but you are. What a beautiful tree. Still, it's a shame they have to cut it down, you know, to bring it here. A pause to admire the lights. Hands nearby on the railing. An opportunity for some contact. Missed. You know, the whole tree is dying from the moment they chop it down, but the branches don't know that till the roots got cut off. Until... Until the whole thing is dead. Now... That was in the terribly poor reading um, of that. <laughs> and to be honest, you're probably better off going and reading it on the website <laughs> itself. But when you see it in conjunction with the photo, uh, I think Bill's done a wonderful job creating a little story around this 30-second 
or thirtieth of a second moment that he's captured. Might be slightly longer than that. It was dark. Um, I am really looking forward to what Bill does going forward with this. If that is a taste of what's to come, um, what what a unique take on the photography project. I love it. I, I, it's fantastic. It's in, it's really interesting because the 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 uh, piece he's written uh, builds some some tension whereas i'd i'd looked at that and thought that's a lovely photo of a fantastic occasion you know that it, it, it seems to be a uh, a longish exposure handheld because there's some juddering in the lights and some of the skaters are slightly blurred um but it's uh yeah and i thought oh this is a nice photograph a nice christmas photograph catches a christmas scene very nicely indeed uh, it's black and white by the way as well uh and um and yet what he's been inspired to do with it is totally different and, and creates some tension in the way that it's written. So, yeah, I, I think uh, the best thing we can do to help uh, to celebrate this is to big shout out for the uh, the web address itself. So this is a, a blog spot. Uh, and uh, as we've said before, uh, if you're in the UK, it, it uh, resolves to blogspot.co.uk. Uh, if you're elsewhere, it's blogspot.com. But it's called Words 100. So all as one word, Words 100. Uh, no numbers in that. It's the, it's the word 100, uh, not the the numbers. And uh, so words 100.blogspot.whatever. And uh, Bill, uh, great start. I mean, you know, I, I thought we'd be sitting here the first week back in January thinking, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And actually, um, we've all made a start. And so the next person to mention is our friend whose name I can never get right. And so uh, we just refer to him as Dave Weevil. <laughs> poor David Weevil. And poor David Weevil for a couple of reasons, actually. One, for us, for you, correction, mispronouncing his name. Second, he had to go on the train journey over Christmas, toing and fro, twenty-something hour train journey. Can Oof. you comprehend? David lives in Canada, which is why that's possible. In Britain, you would be doing laps of the island if you did a twenty-something hour. No, no, you just have to get on at Brighton and try and get to London. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, you'd be spending all that time just waiting. Um, and um, and yeah, David, I, he said we he was catching up on our, his backlog of our podcast. So not only did he have to spend twenty plus hours on the train, but twenty plus hours on the train with us for company. Oh well, that Ooh. makes it bearable. <laughs> <laughs> My partner would disagree. Um, but yeah, his his project for the year is another great one. He is getting into wet plate photography. Um, he just started sharing some pictures over the last couple of days on Instagram, and he he's doing tin types, which is great. What a novel new thing to try out. Um, I've seen quite a lot of stuff in the past where David's been shooting with large format stuff, so he's obviously used to the cameras, but taking that step to go wet plate is quite a big step beyond that um so I, i'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of that the, the early images have been really interesting but clearly it's a technique that needs familiarity and practice to get the best from it so it's gonna it's going to get better and better as the months go by yeah it's a, it's a it's certainly a challenging one that isn't it uh um but we'll see yeah let's see where it goes exciting stuff um yes a lot of hardware so, involved <laughs> yeah absolutely yes yeah. so um so you can see uh david's photos along with all the rest of his photography on at david we which is david w-i-e-w-e-l um on instagram 
And David, if you'd li- if you'd like to get in touch and help us pronounce your name correctly, uh, we would be very very grateful for that indeed. <laughs> Okay, right, next on to Derek James. Uh, He has uh, a project uh, that uh, we've been talking about a little bit on Twitter, uh, which is that uh, he is going to pick six records and interpret the tracks of those records as photos. So uh, that is interesting. So, so, and specifically by records, he means albums. Uh, so he's chosen a, a list of a list of albums from uh, a, a variety of timelines. Actually, well, I say a variety. I think most of them, to be honest, are nineteen eighties albums. Let me just scroll back down my Twitter and find out if I can see the list. I remember one of them was Violator by Depression Mode. Uh, and I think one of them was a Joy Division album, uh, and then there was one that was slightly older, which was uh, Blonde on Blonde uh, by Bob Dylan. So there are, um, yeah, there are a number of albums here that he is going to try and interpret photographically, uh, which actually, if you think about it, is that's that's quite a challenge in itself, isn't it? So yeah, it, um, well. There you go. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that because some of these albums I got, I mean, Violator by Depeche Mode is is uh, an album I've loved since it came out in what, 86, 87. Might be a bit later than that, but not much later. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good to see what he makes of those. Yeah, absolutely. And um, another thing that's worth noting about um, Derek's project is that He's not going to be sharing his pictures on Instagram. He actually has a different output media for this planned. So he is going to be creating a zine because it's 27 zine. Um, Ooh, uh, oh, zine. I see what you did there. Yes, 27 yeah, zine. Make, make a note of that, everybody. That's hashtag mine. Um, when that's <laughs> a huge global hit, you heard it here first. Um and so for each album, he's going to be creating a zine. Now, I'm actually I'm going to try and find. If you've got his... Um, account because uh, i can't find derek's his account on what uh on tw- instagram uh, um, I don't for uh, instagram for twitter it's at it's, derek underscore james photo uh, so i want to be able to read out the, re- the um relevant details so yeah so he's not going to be sharing his photos on the internet at all um he is going each album photo essay will be released in limited quantities as he'll be hand binding them perfect bound i don't know whether that's a particular thing perfect bound or whether he's just really really good at binding them (laughs) um uh, in each zine there will be a forward or prologue explaining why i picked the particular record sequencing will be as played on the record and there may be some bonus tracks included such as wet prints from its dark room Uh, and at completion if there's enough interest then he might publish a sort of box set at the end um and uh, the first album he's going to be doing uh, is Fugazi's Steady Diet of Nothing, which is not an album I'm f- not familiar with, but um, sounds good. It uh, sounds like an album I will uh, check out. Yeah, <laughs> no, Fugazi, good band. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, lots and lots of, of big loud guitars and, and, and fun. So uh, they did a, there was one, uh, I don't really know their music very well, but the, the I think one of the very famous classic songs they did is called Waiting Room, which is uh, uh, an awesome track. So we look forward to seeing what happens there. Excellent yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's great. I can't, um, I don't think as yet that Derek has 
shared any details of where you can go to find the zine and, and buy the zine. So I'm guessing that that's a um, thing that just hasn't created the online store yet. But we will certainly let you know when they appear. I mean, it really is, I said, between... Um, the other thing I saw recently, uh, unrelated to this, but um, Shoot Film Code, Mike Padua's website, they're starting to put out zines as well now. Everyone's zining it up. It's 27 zine, eh? Oh, well, uh, yeah. uh, there, there's your show title right there, isn't it? <laughs> Trademark, copyright, yeah. Copyright, 27 zine, yeah. Um, but yeah, it does seem to be that that format is making a big comeback. And actually some of the stuff that Mike um, has in his store looks like it's going to be really interesting. So I think it's probably a good time for this format to come back. Um, I'd love it. I think that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to see the output of these things that Bill and um, Derek and David are doing. Three very, very different projects with three very, very different planned outputs. Um, it really goes to show how much more there can be to taking on the photography project than some of the the go-to ones like a, a 365 project not there's anything wrong with that but it just shows that you can do anything um and make it interesting so yeah great stuff guys cannot wait to see what comes out of it yes i suppose we should also end this segment by saying that we would really love to hear uh about everybody else's projects as well so uh, these are the ones that we're aware of at the moment uh and it's entirely possible there could be other projects uh, that we're not aware of so if anybody's got anything uh, let us know uh, usual spots all over the internet at sunny 16 podcast and uh, we will we will talk about you on the show yeah I, be, I think January is a time where a lot of people start thinking about doing projects so if you've got something lined up for the next year please do drop us a line um, either yes at sunny 16 podcast on Twitter to get hold of aid or on Instagram to get me or sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com uh, is our email address, which I do check um, despite its frequent quietude. But <laughs> I do check it. <laughs> Breaking news! Ooh, do tell. That's the first breaking news of 2017. This is a good start to the year that we have breaking news already. Aid, we have got the comeback king. We've got a film boomeranging back, discontinued a few years ago. Kodak Ektachrome is coming back. Um, this is great news. I mean, it's great news full stop because a film is coming back. Um... Kodak Ektachrome was discontinued, I think, about three years ago now, but I can't remember exactly. Um, it's a 100-speed slide film. And, yeah, for, they've decided to bring it back. They discontinued it at the time because there was a lack of demand for it. Um, and it's coming back now. It's a limited return, so it's coming back in 35mm and in the Super 8 format. Um and I think that that might be quite telling. So this has come out of the CES show in uh, Las Vegas, the Consumer Electronics Show, and Kodak was there. And along with the return of the Kodak Hector, um, Ektachrome rather, the other thing that they were talking about is the Super 8 camera. 
Um, I don't know whether we've talked about this camera at all on the podcast, have we, Aid? Don't think so, because I think it was announced at CES last year and, and it had gone out of the news by the time we started the show. Sure. So Kodak are bringing out a new Super 8 camera, an entirely new Super 8 camera, um, which is uh, it's, it's kind of a big deal in that world, for sure. Um, and it's obviously shoots using traditional Super 8 film. And I think it does make use of some modern technology i can't remember exactly what but i know it does use some digital elements to as sort of um ease of life features but it is very much a traditional film camera this camera has not come out yet i don't think um but it's imminent you were saying Ed, they brought it it was showing again the ces so if they're going to be making a new Super 8 camera, they need to have nice, fresh Super 8 film for it. So I suspect that actually it's the Super 8 camera that has led to the return of Kodak Ektachrome, um, more so than the 35mm desire for it. But anyway, it's great news. Um, it is. It is new- good news. I, I mean, I, it's, it's slightly confusing news to me in, in a way, because for one thing, they've, they've launched an analogue product at the Consumer Electronics Show, uh but but maybe as you say it's because of their their camera um they've also announced it a long time before it will be available because i don't think it's going to be available uh for nearly a year oh uh, really i i didn't catch that no no so so but you know it's it's all good it's all good if if and when it happens isn't it you know um i there there's been uh there's been some reaction uh on the internet that is slightly less than positive. I mean, for me, I think it's a great, a great thing. Although I don't really shoot slide film, and I know you love slide film, but uh, for me, uh, the the technical accuracy required um, is is something that I find taxing. <laughs> yeah. So it's so you know uh, I might buy some just to try it out, but I don't think I'm going to become a regular consumer of any slide film, uh, just because you know uh, it uh, can't be asked, quite frankly. Um, and I know that's going to be uh, uh, an opinion that polarizes uh, some of our listeners, but hey ho, that's what we're here for. Um, but the so yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It's good news. It's good that that people, even like the mainstream companies, are seeing opportunities to bring more products back. That is uh, that that feels good. Um, could it be a sign that actually film photography is is even more on the rise than we thought? Um, well, I'll read you this quote. Actually, this is a quote from. Um where are we? Steve Overman, Kodak's chief marketing officer. So obviously, chief marketing officer needs to be up very clearly there and president of the consumer film division. And he said, um, we are seeing a broad resurgence of excitement about capturing images on film. Kodak is committed to continuing to man- manufacture a film manufacturer manufacturer film as an irreplaceable make. medium for image yeah make, for irreplaceable medium for image creators to capture their artistic vision. Um so that's good. I mean, it's exactly what you'd expect to hear out of a marketing manager. Uh, but still, it, it's um, a positive spin on things. Do you mind if I ask, Aid, because you're more plugged into Twitter than I am. You said there's been some negative response to this. What has that been? Well, I, I, um, I think some, some of the things, I've heard, it's not just on Twitter, just some of the, you know, the YouTube channels and stuff like that. There's just a little bit of a vibe. That you know, oh well, you know, it's been a year since they announced the camera, and that hasn't appeared yet. 
uh, you know, they're announcing this film a year in advance. Are they, are they really sort of just you know testing the market as it were before doing something? Are there, is is this stuff real? Um, because of course there isn't yet any product you can buy. Um, but that's yeah. you know, I mean, you know, it's the internet, isn't it? I mean, if you got all your news off the internet, you'd be Donald Trump, wouldn't you? And nobody wants to be there. <laughs> that's very true. And also, uh, I mean, I, I think. Yeah, there probably is some truth to that. They probably are wanting to see what the response is like. Um, but but you, we also have to remember that Kodak, or to be more accurate, Kodak Alaris, because that's what this is now, you know, that rose from the ashes. It's not the giant company that it once was. Um, and the Kodak Hectochrome that is going to be coming back isn't just, oh, here we go, we're now chucking out the same Kodak Chrome we were making before. Um, it does say on the, their website that over the next 12 months, Kodak will be working to reformulate and manufacture the Kodak Chrome for both um, motion picture and still photography. So it's not going to be exactly the same film that we had for one thing. Um, hopefully it's going to be fairly much in line with what people are expecting. Um, but no, I can understand the cynicism. Um, but... It's not helpful, though, is it? Quite frankly. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. I, I don't know. The rubber needs to meet the road, but but it's um, it's a it's a good sign. I do think it's a good sign. I I wish we heard more stuff like this from Fuji beyond just the instant film. Um, but you know, if this trend is going in the right direction, I was in London um on Tuesday with my uh, better half and we went into a, sh- a record and dvd shop i don't know what it's called it's near leicester square where we were wandering around Aiden. it's got loads of vinyl there and it- it's amazing to see the comeback that vinyl has made i mean holy moly that it- it's now you're either buying on digitally or buying vinyl, basically, because who would buy a CD? I mean, I'm sure there are still people who are buying some CDs, but that comeback has been amazing over the last few years. And I don't think it, that it's beyond um, the realms of all good sense that film could kind of pull off a similar Lazarus effect. Um, maybe not quite the same scale, but um, yeah, I People, there is some pushback against this digital world, and it, and it's I'm loving been... that. I'm loving that. Let's go. Let Let's go back. Well, not entirely back. I think it's room for both. Quite frankly, yeah. Uh, but... Let's have the best of both worlds. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, hmm. Good news. Good. I think it's good news. I'm positive about it. There. Anyway, I'm not one of these people. These cynical internet troll type people, or whatever the hell. Uh, my my uh, my cup is half full not half empty so and that you know, note... you know what I, I just, oh. just as much as anything just the announcement of new film coming out even if that film doesn't come out is actually a positive thing for film photography because it says to people who might be vacillating over whether or not to get involved with oh should i have a go oh well no this film's being discontinued why even bother but when you start saying oh no new film coming out well maybe i will give it a go so i think that there are um positive things just to an announcement of new film coming out. Um, but that's just my personal feelings on that. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on to some shout-outs. Uh, and uh, 
first off, uh, I had a very uh, interesting and entertaining conversation uh, with a listener last week uh, on on the old Skype, as you do. Um, This is somebody who uh, runs his own website uh, and has built quite a community writing about film photography. Uh, the community you may well have heard of, especially those of you uh, who hang out on Twitter, uh, as slightly less of a presence on Instagram, I believe. And this is Emulsive Film uh, and the website being www.emulsive.org. So for those of you, and I know some of our listeners because I know some of our guests have, have written articles for this website. For those of you that know it, this is a hugely rich uh, community-oriented website uh, where you could just lose yourself for days, weeks, you know, reading about photography, people who shoot film and why they shoot film, uh, reviews of films and cameras, articles about all sorts of things, uh, just, you know, so much stuff on there that it, it's uh, it, it uh, beggars belief, quite frankly. Um, and I was surprised to learn that this is the this is uh, the work uh, of of just one man actually uh, one man known as M. So uh, and uh, you know what? Before I spoke to him on the Skype, uh, I didn't know really whether M was a, a boy or a girl. I didn't know really whether I was dealing here with a, a Judy Dench or a Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> You know, um, but it was great <laughs> to speak to him. We had a good conversation for an hour or so. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing in this new year, 2017, if I pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing some collaborations, hopefully. And so maybe some of the people that have written on Immersive.org uh, could come and talk to us. And, uh, you know, this uh, we have been asked... Uh, Graham, and I'm not sure whether I've told you this yet, <laughs> but we have been asked if we could contribute some words to the community uh, emulsive.org. I think especially uh, funny might be if we were to uh, both of us review the same thing, be it a photography or a film or a piece of kit or something like that. And given that you and I tend to have differing opinions on stuff, I think uh, the contrast between our reviews might be a little entertaining. Yeah, um, that's a, get sort of you know your opinion than the right opinion that'd be good yeah yeah yes in fact you know what that you took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> so let's see where we get to with this but it was good to uh hi em uh thank you for listening uh and uh thanks for the chat the other day um and also thanks since for the uh some of the promotion on the twitters because a uh, quick shout out to some new twitter friends uh urban hafner from munich uh under the at UJH photo on Twitter. Uh, Martin Smith from the UK uh, at West End 30. And Mike Beecham from Dorset in the UK. Uh, just hi, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, and uh, welcome to the Sunny 16 community and crew. I uh, hope to hear more from you. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, so, Graham, I think you have uh, a few shout outs as well. Yeah, I've got a couple of things I just want to bring up this week. The first one is I want to say a big thank you to um, the Unreal McCoy, who is somebody that um, we follow and who follows us on Instagram. And I want to say thank you for leaving us an iTunes review, one of those rare golden moments where we get to thank somebody for an iTunes review. It makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, 
as we very rarely remember to do, but um, every now and again get noticed for. Um, if you do get a chance, find your way onto iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. That'd be great. It's hugely helpful to podcast to get some um, promotion through iTunes, but uh, it also more than that, actually, it just makes us feel great. I, If ever I am feeling... Um, like a worthless piece of human scum, um, which, to be honest, very rarely happens because I, I think I'm great and I think the whole world sees that for what it is. Um, <laughs> I go and read the iTunes review because people have written such um, nice things about, <laughs> about the podcast. Uh, frankly, I suspect that most of them were drunk when they were doing it, but it's really nice anyway. So thank you so much for that. Um, the other one I want to uh, mention this week is I had an email uh, even rarer than an iTunes review, <laughs> which tells you how rare getting an email is for us. Um, we had a review from our friend. Now, I want to say that Aid has written on the show notes here, Jake Flanflinger, <laughs> which is not the name that I gave him. It's Jake Van Vliet, um, or Sith Lord Huggles, as he is known on Instagram. And Jake got in touch after our conversation about the darkroom courses uh, that um, is it Ag Photo, Ag Ag Photo. Yeah, that they're running. Um, and he was really getting in touch to A- us Ag about... being the chemical symbol for silver. Yeah, we know you were very clever. Good, good. Um, Ag Photo, as I will continue calling them. Ag. Um, uh, yeah, we, we talked about the fact that they've got some darkroom courses coming up. And Jake is doing a round-the-world whistle-stop tour, it looks like, with work at the moment. I think he's – because he's from the States, and I think he's in Australia at the moment. I'm pretty sure I picked, saw a picture from from Sydney, but I could be bonkers. But I know he's definitely off somewhere around the world. Um, and he's coming to London in February. So, Aid, I, I also, as tangentially, yeah, whilst he's here, this, you could get a chance to maybe – photograph international listener how about that for a plan well that'd be cool yeah yeah so yeah jake i mean we'll, we'll I'll, I'll email you back about these things that we're actually gonna get to talk to it but yeah maybe we'll <laughs> yeah. hit us up and try and catch it with a boss in town um but yeah so whilst uh jake is in town he was wondering if there's any darkroom stuff going on and I did have a quick look because uh, whilst Birmingham is not far away from London, it's only an hour's train ride, it might be more hassle than you want to go to when you're only there for a short time. Um, and I think the courses are fairly fully booked up. There were a couple of places in London that do do darkroom courses. Unfortunately, it looks as though the next one that has any free spaces is going to be in March. So again, that might not be perfect. But I will email you this information um, because it's probably not terribly useful for anybody who is not going to be in London who doesn't want to do darkroom courses. But it was quite interesting to see how many people and places there are offering courses on this kind of thing, um, not just in London, but around the country. It's it's quite heartening. And I I definitely think I'm going to try and find some time to get to one of these things myself. Um, Good luck on your travels, Jake. I hope you get lots of chances to take some awesome photos and uh, we'll hopefully maybe try and catch up with you in some way shape or form whilst you're in Blighty that would be fantastic um, so yeah that's me done okay alright 
the end. Well, you're not far wrong, actually, because I think that does actually bring us to the end of this week's show. So to to wrap up show number 32, I would say uh, there are any number of places you can find us on the Internet. Uh, uh, on Instagram, you'll get Graham, Sunny 16 Podcast. On Twitter, you'll get me at Sunny 16 Podcast. Uh, we have our Flickr group, actually, which we haven't talked about for a little while. Maybe we should uh, revisit that over the next week or two. And, of course, there is our uh, tumbleweed email, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. I'd like to say thanks, as always, uh, to Chris at pixelatedphotographer.com for hosting the podcast and for all his support uh, to Bill for the show notes, of course, every week, and to Kevin McLeod, whose music we use and can be found uh, under a Creative Commons license at incompetech.com which means I think the only thing left to say is goodbye. Bye. I managed to get through the whole show without hocking a massive loogie into the mic. Pretty good, eh? <laughs> That's what the uh, the little screens are for. It's got nothing to do with it's got nothing to do with plosives. That's phlegm catchers. <laughs>